What's up, fellas? Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast with Nick and Rick. I'm your host, Rick, here as always with my co-host, Nick. Weird week in the NFL. I mean, any week that uh, the New York Jets win is, is a weird week. It definitely a lot of upsets. I mean, shout out, you know, first, first of all, I want to start off by saying shout out Mike White. My boy absolutely balled out this week. 405 yards, three touchdowns, did have the two picks. But hey, the Jets ruined my parlay this week. Yeah, and Nick, I'm pretty sure they ruined yours and a lot of other people's as well. Absolutely. And I also, if we're gonna shout out uh, our boys from this weekend, uh, let's shout out Trevor Simeon, man. Come on, like big time. Man comes in, Jameis Winston confirmed done for the year on that ACL. Trevor Simeon comes in, second team reps like all year, probably third team as well before Taysom Hill. Third team, there. yeah, third team. Guy yeah. comes in, throws 16 for 29, 159 yards to score. And takes down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the the reigning Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Everyone said this is it. Like they're good. They're gonna win it all. Like, and then they lose to Trevor Simeon. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's the NFL. You never know what's gonna happen week to week. I mean, any given Sunday. I mean, look at uh, yeah, any given Sunday, anyone can win, except for the Lions. Apparently, apparently, the Lions can't win. Uh, my call last week that they were going to win on the last second field goal was only a little bit off. They only lost by 38 points, so pretty close. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jalen Hurston. I mean, this is how this is how bad that game was. Gardner Minshew got into that game, so that tells you all you need to know about uh, that game. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, he was only nine of 14 for 103 yards. Uh, but Boston Scott and Jordan Howard both had two rushing touchdowns. I believe from about two or three yards out, like they were just you know. Yeah. But I mean, hey, any any fantasy owners who picked up those guys must have been super happy. That's you know, that's twelve fantasy points right there. Um, someone to not shout out this week, which does have fantasy implications, unfortunately, is Henry Ruggs. Um, it came out this morning that he was um, unfortunately the uh, the driver of a vehicle who struck and killed another uh, motorist, and he's now been charged with DUI, resulting in death. Um, yeah, that's really sad to see all around. I mean, obviously, you never like to see anything like that. And yeah, I mean, Nick, I can't imagine he will be playing uh, another snap in the NFL for, for quite a long time, if ever. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? Obviously, we don't want to write a guy off for the rest of his career. Um, obviously, you never really know what happens. I mean, look at Michael Vick. I mean, he made a comeback. Um, he didn't, it wasn't a great comeback. He didn't win a Super Bowl. Like, he didn't play phenomenal. But he still made that mm-hmm. comeback, you know. Um, so I think the length of his sentence is going to really determine his uh, his NFL return. Uh, obviously, if he's charged, like this is all, uh, or if he's found guilty, it, yeah. it's all allegedly yeah. still. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's really tough to hear. A young guy like a twenty twenty first round draft pick, like coming out of Alabama, yeah. really high expectations in Vegas, and uh, yeah, I mean just obviously making a really bad choice. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I don't know. It, it sucks to see a lot of these guys just doing dumb stuff and just throwing away, you know, like kind of, I guess, like life changing life, like generation altering money and generation altering opportunities. Right. Yeah. And I mean, for these guys, like they work so hard to get to this point. And then it just seems for some reason when they get to that point, they just, you know, they're just making decisions that really just are unfortunately not, not the best. And in this case, you know, it results in a death, which is just, you know, kind of the worst decision you can make. But um 
yeah. So yeah, definitely a situation we'll kind of have to keep monitoring. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I, so, I mean, I'm really know. looking forward to like really seeing the details that come out about this in a few months, probably. Um, I mean, I, so I'm just gonna flash back. I, mean, I just talked about Michael Vick. I'm not endorsing what Michael Vick did at all, but there's a really interesting documentary on NFL Network um, that talks about Michael Vick, like his life and kind of his yeah. career. Um, and one of the big things that really stood out to me that I never really thought before. So Michael Vick came out of like the absolute projects, like absolute poverty, um, grew up and then made, obviously made it to the NFL, was a superstar. And then the dog fighting happened. And, um, watching that documentary was really interesting because he said, he said that, um, for him, I mean, dog fighting was what he grew up around. Like he, I think he said he saw his first dog fight at the age of four. Um, and I just like, it kind of just opened my eyes. He's like, so to him, like dog fighting is just like, it's not really a big deal to him. Cause that's what he grew up in. That was the, the life he was raised in. Right. Um, so it's just, it's just a really interesting exactly. thing to think about and I'm not endorsing any of this. Um, uh, but I'm really interested to see the details that come out of this, uh, uh, investigation, I guess that'll happen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, prayers up to that, to that, to that woman's family. I mean, obviously you never want to see something like that, but yeah, definitely a very unfortunate bit of news that came out today. Um, in a day that is the NFL trade deadline. Uh, so a, a lot of news kind of around the, uh, around the NFL today. Uh, I guess kind of the big news, no Deshaun Watson trade. No. So, uh, it sounds like the Miami Dolphins owner, uh, was given permission to speak to Deshaun. Um, and they did that. Uh, and apparently they were very close to a trade a couple of weeks back. But I guess um, from what I read, it sounds like the Texans raised their asking price oh my God. Kind of out of nowhere on the Dolphins when they were close to a deal. And I believe the asking price was somewhere around three first-round picks already. Plus players. Which I think is just, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I mean, I think the Texans have kind of, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot there a bit. I, to me, that's kind of bad faith negotiating. Yeah. So I'm not surprised the Dolphins and the Panthers pulled out of that deal. Um, I mean, not a lot of big deals today, really. Obviously, the Von Miller trade happened yesterday. That's kind of the biggest, um, you know, the biggest deal that I think I saw. It was just that was really kind like of, um, one, I think, for the most part. Yeah, there was a lot of minor deals that happened. There was nothing really big. I mean, uh, yeah, but um, which is usually the case. I can't really remember an NFL trade deadline when there's been, you know, kind of a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I did see that the Rams ended up waving Deshaun uh, Jackson after they couldn't find a trade partner for him. Yeah, and I think I guess the one big one that I saw would be um, that the uh, the Steelers did trade Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, obviously Melvin Ingram, a longtime veteran, uh, you know, great football player. They're kind of giving him, I guess, a chance to kind of go and uh, see if he can play on a contender. Only for a so, sixth you know, round pick, though. Like that's not. I don't know. Yeah, but he is he's pretty old. I want to say he's in his mid thirties, right? So he's probably, you know, on the last couple of seasons of thirty he's thirty two. Yeah, yeah. So he's you know, he's not on the last few years. Definitely hasn't been as, as efficient as he, you know, was kind of earlier in his career. But you know, good on the Steelers for giving him an opportunity. Obviously he kind of slipped down the depth chart there and the Chiefs need all the help on defense they can get. Yeah. Uh so you know, I definitely uh, definitely good for them. Um yeah, I mean, in terms of games last week, I mean, I think we got to start with a Thursday night game. What a game that was between the Packers and Cardinals. Next week. Yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal game. I think we were watching that one together, and um, it was crazy. I mean, the Cardinals couldn't seem to really move the ball at all. Uh, the Packers yeah. still did an okay job at moving it, despite no Devontae Adams and uh, and no Allen. And losing Robert Tunyon as well for the uh, the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think I said that to you while we were watching it. Like that, that like he went to go kind of plant and kind of stop. Yeah. And he instantly just put all the weight off that knee and went down. So 
uh, right away, it kind of looked, you kind of had a, a pretty good idea as to what it's going to be, um, which hurts. I mean, that really hurts the Packers. Um, you think that they might even exactly. be like, tr- like trade deadline guys trying to go get a tight end, you know? Yeah, no, I was definitely surprised that they didn't. Uh, I do believe they have Mercedes Lewis at tight end, who's definitely a good veteran guy to have. And their receiving depth is pretty good. Uh, so I'm sure you know, they're just kind of comfortable with the internal options that they have. Um, one interesting thing that I saw from that game, uh, A.J. Dillon actually outcarried Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones still put up a better fantasy performance just because of the touchdown that he scored as long with the receptions. But yeah, definitely interesting to see A.J. Dillon get more carries. Um, and, you know, he, he did, you know, he averaged about five yards a carry with his carries. Aaron Jones only averaged four. So uh, definitely a situation to monitor moving forward. I know the Packers really do like A.J. Dillon. He's obviously a much different back uh, than Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. So definitely something to keep an eye on if, you know, if he's going to continue to kind of up his, uh, you know, kind of uh, usage there in that backfield. Yeah, might not be a bad uh, a bad guy to go after in some leagues, depending on uh, on how many teams you got. I mean, he might still be uh, still be available for you. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely not a bad option. I know some of my leagues are are uh, definitely looking for running backs. It's uh, it's a very tight uh, a tight yeah. tight race. I guess there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of options no. there. Uh, he's actually Aaron, Asian Dillon's only rostered in 39 percent of NFL.com leagues. Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely a big a big option to bring in. I mean, anytime you kind of have that one A one B scenario, you never really know who's going to kind of get more carries week to week. So definitely, if you need a running back depth, pick up him. Uh, another running back to monitor this week would be Adrian Peterson, who was signed to the Tennessee Titans practice squad to take the place of the injured Derrick Henry, uh, who looks like he'll be out for six to ten weeks. Titans are hopeful he'll be back before the end of the year. I myself, as a Derrick Henry fantasy owner, am also hopeful he'll be back before the end of the year. But they bring in Adrian Peterson, a guy who obviously, you know, Nick, he's not going to be running for, you know, 120 yards a game like Henry is. But even at his age, I mean, I don't think there's much better running backs once you get down to that red zone than Adrian Peterson. And realistically, fantasy is all about touchdowns and those, you know, those six-point plays. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? I'm a big Adrian Peterson guy. Uh, I remember watching him on the Vikings. He was awesome. Uh, Coming back from, obviously, those two nasty ACL injuries. Uh, Just still able to come back and still have a bit of a career, you know? Uh, he's also available. Yeah. He's only rostered in 28.6% of NFL.com fantasy leagues right now. Um, so again, maybe uh, maybe some guy, if you've, uh, if you've got some uh, some scrubs sitting on your bench, maybe uh, not a bad guy to go after this uh, to add on for the next couple of weeks, right? Exactly. No, 100%. And so, yeah, definitely someone I've already added in all my leagues. He wasn't actually on it, signed to a team, kind of. Uh, so I was able to <laughs> grab him uh, there. So definitely happy to have him replacing uh, Henry there for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of surprising results in the uh, in the NFL this week. Obviously, we touched on the uh, that, that Saints Bucks game. Uh, for me, I mean, I was surprised to see obviously the Jets win, um, <laughs> and then I was really surprised to see them beat the Browns. I was definitely not expecting that. Uh, the Browns did not look good. But, I mean, Baker, I got a feel from the guy is obviously not right. You can tell he is playing very injured right now. And I think they miss Kareem Hunt a lot. I think they were really missing that one-two punch with him and Nick Chubb. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? Dernis Johnson had an awesome week last week uh, coming in and making his first start. And we talked about that on the pod yeah. last week. But, uh, yeah, definitely definitely missed him. Um, and, I mean, such a low-scoring game. I mean, especially for a Browns yeah. offense that has uh, a lot of firepower there, right? And, I mean, the Steelers are the Steelers. Uh, who really knows uh, with them. But, I mean, Najee Harris, 26 carries, 91 yards and a score. I mean... 
that's uh, that's really not too bad at all. Three catches, 29 yards. Uh, but yeah, that's a super low scoring game. I mean, uh, when we look at the over under for that one, that was 42 and a half. So they didn't even get close. I mean, and I mean, actually, I just saw yeah, a thing no. too that apparently uh, this uh, the Saints and the Browns were discussing an Odell Beckham trade. Um, yeah, I saw that too. They couldn't come to terms on uh, compensation, and that would definitely be an interesting, uh, an interesting fit. And I think that kind of leads into something else I want to talk about: is where do the where do the Saints go at quarterback from here? I saw a thing that said they had no interest in Cam Newton. You've obviously got you got Simeon and Tate and uh, Taysom Hill. Um, Ugh. I mean, I saw a thing today that apparently uh, someone talked to Philip Rivers and the Saints hadn't reached out to him. Uh, but he did yeah, say but he's he said open. he'd come back. He's open to it. Yeah. But they, they didn't reach out to him, which, I mean, you know what? I absolutely hate Philip Rivers uh, growing up as a Peyton Manning fan and having them go at each other every, uh, every pretty much every playoffs. It was uh, the Colts and the, uh, uh, the San Diego Chargers at that point. I mean, I'm not a big Philip Rivers fan, but. I don't know. I mean, let's see. What's Taysom Hill's return timeline? How long, like, is he still? I believe he was practicing last week in some capacity. I wouldn't be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, obviously. I think, I think you have to roll with Simeon this week, just given, you know, he looked pretty okay uh, last week. So I think he deserves another start. Um, And who are they playing this week? Let's take a look. Um, They're playing the Falcons. So, I mean, what the hell? Roll, roll, you know, Simeon out there. See what he's got. You know what? If he Uh, took down the Bucs, if he took down the Bucs, I mean, the Falcons are like like dirt on your shoe at this point in the league, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, he's he's earned that chance, right? The NFL is all about opportunity. You know, he took his opportunity and ran with it. And, I mean, I can't imagine at the beginning of the season he thought he'd even see the field for, you know, for anything. So, good for him. He obviously stayed ready. He knew the system, and you know he he, he went in there and got it done. Absolutely. So shout out, shout out to Trevor Simeon, our uh, our underdog of the week. Um, uh, are, okay, are we going to call him the underdog of the week? What about uh, Rush? What, what the heck? That I don't even know his first name. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, shout out my boy Cooper Rush, a guy who through the first half. I mean, I, I think I texted our messenger group, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's absolute dog shit. <laughs> But ends up, you know, I mean, this completion percentage not really there. 24 of 40, but tosses 325 yards, two touchdowns, leads them on the game-winning drive against the Vikings. And look, my, my fucking Cowboys are 6-1. and one. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. We don't even need Dak in there. I mean, Zeke, Zeke was a monster, especially towards that end. That, that conversion he got right at the end there was just absolutely big play football. I mean, he didn't really have a lot of yards, but he got them when it counted. And, I mean... From a fantasy perspective, Amari Cooper, 122 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, 112 yards. Uh, I mean, realistically, when you're putting anyone back there into center, when you have those weapons around you, it's, it's going to be uh, you know, a good day for, the, for that quarterback. Absolutely. And I mean, you know what? Since we're talking about fantasy numbers, can we talk about Travis Kelsey for a minute? Oh, my <laughs> God, man. I, I, I was down by seven points going into that game. I was like, you know what? I got Travis Kelsey. I'm feeling confident. Yeah. It's a half-point PPR. I felt really good. Uh, And then he puts up four fumbles, goes down to two, and I lose by five. Uh, That hurts. And uh, Travis Kelsey, I'm very mad at you if you're listening to this. I'm very, very mad at you, as I'm sure many fantasy owners are. Right. And I think that's the one. If if you could have one tight end in the league to get you seven points, I think Kelsey would be that guy. But – yeah, I mean, let's talk about the Chiefs a little bit more. I mean, obviously they got the win. They kind of eked it out there. It was touch and go for a while. They just, dude, they just do not look the same. 
I don't know what the fuck's going on over there, but they do not look like the Chiefs team that we've kind of come to expect. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. I mean, they didn't really show me anything last night that would give me an indication that, you know, things are kind of on the move. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I didn't have a chance to watch the game last night, um, but I was refreshing my score app quite often to uh, to see what was going on. <laughs> um, and, I, like, I don't even know what's going on, man. What's, what's going on with them? I mean, like... I don't know. I don't even know what I can say to fix it. I mean, they're just they're just not the Chiefs that we have seen since Patrick Mahomes kind of entered the league, you know? Yeah. And they've struggled, you know, they're only four and four. They just, you know, kind of, you know, you know, kind of crawled their way up to that five hundred mark. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't see, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they did not make the playoffs. I mean, they've got a tough matchup against the uh against the Packers this week which obviously if your defense is struggling, the last thing you want is for Aaron Rodgers to roll into town. Then their next few games, they've got the Raiders, they got the Cowboys, they got an easy game against the Broncos, and they have the Raiders, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Broncos again. That's not an easy schedule, especially, you know, that's a lot of high-powered offenses. So I truly would not be surprised if they don't if they do not make the playoffs this year. Absolutely. I mean, so four and four, probably lose to the Packers. Say you lose to the Raiders both times, that puts you at four and seven. Probably lose to the Cowboys four and eight. Say you beat the Broncos both times, that's six and eight. Um, maybe they squeak out a yeah. win against the Steelers seven and eight. And then if you lose to the Bengals and the Chargers, that puts you at seven and ten. I mean, that that's not those are not playoff numbers. No, definitely not. I think this year you're probably going to need about 10 wins to get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, definitely something to monitor. And obviously, I mean, I mean, Nick, I know you've got Mahomes and Hill in, in our league. I know like Hill's had a, you know, a couple of games where he's put up 30 and 40, which has really inflated his numbers. But just not numbers we're used to seeing from those guys, just not you know, kind of fantasy numbers that – and when a lot of people are investing first-round picks into those guys, it's just not really the result you want to be getting. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? You look at Tyreek Hill – uh, he's still averaging 22 points a game, which is awesome, right? Like, I mean, that's you just love to yeah. see that kind of an average. He's wide receiver two right now in fantasy. I mean, he's got like 37. He puts up five against Baltimore, nine against the Chargers, and then puts up 47 against the Eagles, and then 12 against yeah. the Titans. I mean, last night, he had 18 targets last night. That's his highest of the season. He got targeted 18 times last night and was managed to pull in 12 catches 94 yards and a score. I mean, that's, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like like Tyree Kill is a must-start, but I don't think Patrick Mahomes is a must-start anymore. I mean, he's QB6. Like, I, I don't know. Do you start him every week now? Am I, like, should I go out there and start looking for another quarterback? Like, I don't know. Maybe I try to trade him. We've still got three weeks till our fantasy yeah. trade deadline. Maybe it's time to start looking to trade him. And I think it's, like... Imagine, you know, a year ago saying we would have had this conversation, right? If Patrick Mahomes a must start, you would have, you know, you would have looked at the other person like they're absolutely insane. To me, I, I don't, I don't think that he is. I mean, obviously, I don't have him on my team. I'm not sure what he's averaging. But when he's turning the ball over like that, when they're not scoring like they used to, I mean, I don't think that he is a must start. And they've got some games against some good defenses there. Yeah. I think the only thing that saves them is that their defense is so bad that they have to throw the ball so much. Yeah. So they're never going to be a run-focused team. But, I mean, especially, like, Nick, like you've got a guy like Jalen Hurts sitting on your bench who's been really good this year. If you've got a capable backup on your bench, you know, um, I don't see why you wouldn't try and, you know, kind of just get that name recognition and try and trade Mahomes and see, you know, kind of what you can get for him, at least explore that option. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is QB4. Um, he's averaging 22.75 points a game. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is QB6. He's averaging 21.9. I mean, he, I mean right. like you said, right? 
Patrick Mahomes threw for 48. He threw 48 times last night. I mean, that's not a really good completion percentage, right? Like 29. I think he only had 29 completions. Yeah, right? 29 out of 48. I mean, that, that's not a great uh, a great per completion percentage. I mean, that's like no. if you're looking at that, that's 60 percent. That's 60.4 percent completion. Yeah, that is not Which the is Patrick. Very average. Yeah, it's very average. That's not the Patrick Mahomes that we're used to seeing, right? I mean, maybe I do. I, who knows? Maybe I'll uh, maybe before uh, this podcast comes out, I'll send out some trades tonight and see what I can uh, see what I can fish for. Yeah, and I think like if you are if you are a Mahomes fantasy owner, if you do have a capable backup on your bench, I don't see the harm. You know, if you need running back depth, if you need tight end depth, I don't see the harm in you know trying to go out there and see what you can do, especially as most trade deadlines for fantasy are coming up soon. So definitely a situation to monitor. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see how these next few weeks go for the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, you know if, if they if they go one and two, I, I think the season is pretty much uh, pretty much done for them, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, um, I mean if you look at the Eagles' next games, like they play the Chargers, that's tough. Uh, they play the Broncos, the Saints, the Giants, the Jets, the Washington Football Team, the Giants again, Washington again, uh, and then the Cowboys. I mean. Those are some like that's a lot of good fantasy matches, especially playoff wise. I mean, like you're looking at playoff yeah. wise, you get Washington, the Giants, and Washington again. I mean, those are some that's decent. Those are some decent playoff matchups for sure. A hundred percent, yeah. So definitely something to uh, to monitor moving forward. And talking about moving forward, so we got Week Nine coming up uh, this upcoming Thursday. So we're about to be halfway through the NFL season, which which is crazy to me. It doesn't seem like, you know, we're at week nine. Time just seems to be going by so quick. Um, but after a good Thursday night matchup last week, we are back to the Thursday toilet bowl. We have the Colts against the Jets. So definitely a little bit of a stinker there on Thursday. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see Mike White back in action. Let's see how he follows up that 400-yard performance against that Colts D. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with Mike White when Zach Wilson comes back? Say he goes on and wins their next few games. I mean, Wilson's down 2-4, to four, I believe. Um, they, pl- yeah. they play the Bills, and then they play the Dolphins, and then they play the Texans. And that's about five weeks is the Texans game. I mean, if he w- say he beats the Bills. Yeah. Like, the Bills have, have been shocking us as well. I mean, the Jets have shocked us a few times. I mean, if yeah. he wins those next four games, I mean, do you do you put Zach Wilson back in? You just used a second overall pick on this guy. Like, do you, do you really leave him on the bench and let Mike White? Who, who is Mike White? Where did he go to school? Like, when, I don't even, is he an undrafted free agent? I, like, know nothing about this guy. But he's basically I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I've I'd never heard of the man before uh, Red Zone on Sunday. Um, but I think that's a really good question, Nick. And I think I think it really depends what the Jets' mindset is. And the Jets' mindset: we want to develop Zach Wilson kind of at all costs. We don't care about losing games. That gives us higher draft picks. We want to develop Zach Wilson. Or is the Jets' mindset: we've got a younger team, we've got a new coach, we want to win as many games as possible, and Mike White gives us that best opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's kind of a flash in the pan, one game. Everyone has, you know, kind of one game once in a while. But I'm actually very – I'm going to be watching the game on Thursday, and I'm very curious to see how, how he does. Um, I'm just kind of trying to look up so, uh, Mike White right yeah, now. So I found it. See, so, uh, where, where this man came from. Uh, so he played football, college ball at the University of South Florida and Western Kentucky, um, and he was drafted by the Cowboys in the fifth round of the 2018 draft. Um, I mean, oh, he's, sure. he's six, I did not even know that he's six five. I mean, that's... Yeah, he's, a, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's definitely like a, you know, a very typical quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like he looks, you know, like a quarterback in the league. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, but yeah, this guy went to South Florida and Western Kentucky. Like, those aren't exactly you know, your Alabamas. Um, but hey, you know, I mean, he was drafted in the fifth round. That's, you know, good for him. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the fact that he's still in the league uh, from 2018, I mean, most players don't even make it that long in the league. So, you know, good for him. I mean, you always love a good underdog story. And I think that's definitely going to, you know, I mean, if he does well, it's definitely going to be a problem for the Jets. And I almost wonder if they might just, you know, Wilson's looked a bit kind of uh, overwhelmed this year. So I wonder if they maybe just ride white out kind of as long as they can, get Wilson some more practice reps, just kind of get him more up to speed with the offense, and then maybe throw him in. Because you don't want to risk injury, right? If he's just coming off an injury like that, you kind of want to be careful. So definitely going to be a situation to monitor. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before we get into our picks this week, uh, we'll go over ones from last week. Uh, we all had the Falcons winning. We were all wrong there. Uh, obviously, they uh, they couldn't pull out the win against the Panthers. We all had the Bengals winning, and we just talked about how that went. Uh, you guys both had the Lions. I was right on the Eagles winning that game, uh, handedly. Yeah. I mean, forty-four to six. I mean, that's a that's a beatdown. Uh, and I think Lions fans are just sort of counting down the days till the draft and hopefully uh, getting themselves <laughs> maybe a new quarterback. Uh, who knows? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Uh, we both had the Bears wrong. Carl's picked the 49ers. Um, we both had the Titans beating the Colts. Uh, we all had the Seahawks. I had the Broncos beating Washington. Uh, we were all wrong on the Chargers game. Um, I, I thought they were going to beat the yeah, Patriots. Surprise there, for sure. Um, and we were all wrong on the Bucks. No one, none of us picked the Saints. So uh, I had the best week. I had eight. You had seven. Carl had six. Uh, so Carl uh, put up our worst guest showing that we've ever had uh, at forty percent, um, and obviously Ooh. I was able to uh, to hit fifty three, and you hit forty seven. Um, so I'm I'm catching up to you, catching up to you in our uh, our season totals here. There we go. Yeah, it gives you one more one more game on me there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so I think it's that it's that time of the show. Should we roll into uh, the week nine uh, prediction? Absolutely. Uh, so our first game here, like we talked about Thursday night, back to a toilet bowl, uh, but also it's an interesting toilet bowl. I mean, Mike White's uh, yeah. putting up some interesting storylines now. Um, so you got the Jets going into Indianapolis. Uh, Colts ten and a half point favorites over under of forty six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think that that spread is pretty fair. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, most betters aren't going to have any faith in the Jets, even though they did kind of, you know, do that flash in the pan game last week. Uh, I'd love if the Jets won. I'd love to see Mike White ball out again. I don't think that's going to happen. Lightning rarely strikes twice in the same spot. Uh, So I am going to roll with the Colts. I'm going to take the under, just because I think it will be a very low-scoring game. Um, but I'd love to be wrong about this one. I just think Carson Wentz is not going to make the same sort of mistakes he made last week in that uh, heartbreaker against the uh, Titans. No, I mean, he looked terrible. I mean, not like he looked like yeah. Jameis Winston out there. Like, you know what? 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, right? Um, yeah, it was brutal. He, he just looked uh, out of place, discombobulated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm going to agree with you. I think the Colts will win this one. I don't know if, uh, if Mike White can kind of show his magic. Uh, I mean, maybe it helped the uh, the scouting report for the Bengals that they didn't have any tape on him. Um, so who knows? Maybe uh, maybe it'll happen. I would love to be wrong. Like you said, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see Mike White win this game. Uh, but unfortunately, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to roll with the Colts and the under as well. All right. Our uh, first game on Sunday here, uh, we've got the uh, the Falcons going into New Orleans. you got a divisional game. Uh, Saints, six-point favorites and an over-under of 42 Saints are six-point favorites. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, I think uh, that one's hard to pick just because you don't know really uh, who's going to be at quarterback. Because I do believe that Taysom Hill is expected to be back. Um, uh, I'll probably roll with the Saints just because uh, I actually don't really know why, honestly. I mean, that, that game's a tough one to pick. I'm going to roll with the Saints. I'll take the over. Um, but I, I would feel probably a little bit better if Taysom Hill is quarterback as opposed to Trevor Simeon. But I think either way, I'll probably take the Saints to win a close one. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to take the Saints as well. Uh, Six-point spread, I don't really like it. Uh, I'd probably take the Falcons on the spread. Um, I mean, Mark Ingram, I, I, I'm a big Mark Ingram fan. I love the time that he had in Baltimore. Um, so yeah. I was really happy to see him go in there and put up some half-decent numbers, uh, running like the wrecking ball that he is. Big trust, big trust. Um, so that was uh, that was <laughs> awesome to see. But yeah, I'm going to roll with the Saints. I'm going to roll with the over. Uh, the Saints just have too many weapons. I mean, Kamara is, is Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I mean, uh, he has the power to take over pretty much any game. I mean, we all remember his Christmas game from last year uh, where he lit, lit it up. Um, our next game here, we got the Bills going into Jacksonville. Uh, Bills, no surprise, 14.5-point mm-hmm. favorites and an over-under of 49. Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars just looked absolutely awful last week as they've done most of the year. Uh, I'll take the over on this one. I'm going to take the Bills. I mean, I think that's a pretty fair... Uh, Pretty fair, uh, you know, choice there. Um, even though they are on the road, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Bills have won their last five games, something by double digits. Um, they have the league's top scoring, you know, defense. And, I mean, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. So yeah, I don't think that one would be close at all. Absolutely, the Bills are actually the current uh, Super Bowl favorites right now to win it, um, and Josh Allen is the front runner for MVP. Um, so I think that's a pretty easy one to throw yeah. on your card there. Definitely taking the Bills. Uh, I'm also going to roll with the over. Um, I mean, I don't think home field advantage is really anything in Jacksonville. I think all 10 of their fans that show up to the games uh, will not be able to make that much noise to uh, to throw off Buffalo. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Bills and the over, I think they'll probably hit 40 points on their own. Uh, so I, I think I can trust Jacksonville to hit 40, to hit nine points. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, our next game here, we've got a divisional matchup, AFC North. Uh, Cleveland going into Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, two-and-a-half-point favorites. When was the last time we said that Cincinnati was the favorite, besides the Jets game, I guess? Um, and you went over-under of 47. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think this could be one of the better games this week. I mean, obviously, both these teams, and AFC North rivals, they're both kind of in the hunt for that uh, division there. Uh, I think the Browns might be, you know, one of the most desperate teams in the NFL right now, right? They're four and four now. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield hasn't looked good. Their offense has been kind of stuttering around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the Bengals win this one. I think uh, Jamar Chase is going to have another big game. And I think it, it just for me, it's kind of comes down to who do I like better, Joe Burrow or Baker Mayfield? I just think Burrow's playing better. And I think he'll lead them to a, a close win this week. And I will take the over. I think it'll be a very nice game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you again. Um, I think that the Bengals are just playing better football. Uh, obviously, that loss to the Jets is a bit of a tough one, but uh, I think that's kind of a, a fluke. Sorry, excuse me. Um, on the way to uh, a really good season for Cincinnati, which they haven't had in a long time since the uh, Carson Palmer days. Uh, it's been a struggle there. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Bengals and I'm going to roll with the over as well. Uh, our next game here, we got your boys, uh, the De- Broncos coming into Dallas. Uh, Cowboys, 10 point favorites and an over under a 49 and a half. Oh, I think your mic's still muted there, Ricky boy. 
Oh, my apologies. My apologies. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm rolling with my Cowboys. I mean, if they can beat uh, if they can beat them with uh, Cooper Rush, then I think Dak will come back. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to lay a beating on the Broncos. I'm going to take the over, and I'm rolling uh, with America's team. Fucking Cowboys. <laughs> America's team. Ah, uh, man, you know what? I really do miss sending you those memes uh, from that year that Dak got hurt last year. Um, <laughs> the, uh, are you still dem boys? And it was just pictures of all the different quarterbacks that beat him. Um, and the one, yeah. the one had the cat from that game where the cat ran on the field. Um, and then Kyler Murray, it's only like half of his head because he's uh, he's a little bit shorter than the rest. Um, yeah. I still love those memes; those are hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I got to roll with the Cowboys this one. Uh, I don't think the Broncos will be too much of a challenge for them. Um, and I'm going to roll with the over as well. I think Dallas will uh, will put up probably 40 points on their own again. I think they're uh, they're going to light them up this week. You're goddamn right they will. <laughs> All right, our next game here. Uh, we've got on Houston going into Miami. Uh, Miami only six and a half point favorites. Uh, I guess that's actually probably uh, probably pretty close. Um, and you got yeah. over under forty six. Oh man, the the Dolphins. Where do I start with the Dolphins? <laughs> I mean, for three quarters last week, they're playing so good. I think they were actually they were leading the Bills, or it was tied. Like they were doing so well. And then they just absolutely fell asleep in the fourth quarter, and the game got a little bit out of hand. Oh man! I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough year. Both teams have lost seven straight games. I mean, the turnover ratios of both these teams are just absolutely pathetic. Uh, I mean, this game is going to be a hard one to watch. I have to roll with my Dolphins. I have to hope that they can end this uh, streak. We, I mean, we we got to be the Texans. It's this the fucking Texans. I'll take the under, and I'm going to take my fins. But yeah, you know what? Um, again, I'm going to have to agree with you here. Um, I think that the Texans are just too bad. Um, the Dolphins have kind of hung in there. They've played some half-decent football at times. Uh, and other times they've looked really ugly. Uh, but I think this is definitely going to be a game not to watch if you're uh, trying to decide. Uh, this is definitely a, a not-watch game. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Dolphins. I'm going to roll with the under. I don't think either of these offenses can do a heck of a lot. Um, our next game here, obviously, we talked about the Raiders and their situation. I mean, their season just kind of goes bad to worse so far. But they've been able to squeak out some wins. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. obviously, those uh, those locker room troubles are uh, are not doing too great. Um, so they're going into the – going at the Giants this week. Uh, Raiders, three-point favorites and an over-under of 46-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, hey, shout out the Raiders. They won two straight games uh, since, uh, you know, Gruden, the whole Gruden situation. And the Giants are coming off a short week, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously they are going kind of for that cross-country trip, which is always kind of a little bit of a trap for teams. But I'm still going to uh, roll with the Raiders. I will take the over as well. I just don't think uh, the Giants, you know, have enough talent, especially I don't believe that Saquon's going to be back. So especially if he's not back there, yeah, it's going to be a rough one. That's good. I'm playing against Saquon this week, so I'm uh, I'm glad that he's not going to be back, hopefully. There you go. Um, but yeah, you know what, man? We're just, we're going stride for stride here. Um, the Raiders are just, in, I think they're an easy one. This is definitely one that's going on one of my cards. Um, I think the Raiders will take this one. Um, I'm going to roll with the under, though, um, just for the fact where I was like, you know what? For the Giants to only put up 17 points against that terrible Kansas City defense, um, I'm not exactly looking for them to put up a lot of points. I don't think the Raiders uh, will do enough to cover that over on their own. Um, all right, our next game here, we've got Minnesota going into Baltimore. Uh, Ravens, five-and-a-half point favorites and an over-under of 49-and-a-half. Mm. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, the Vikings obviously are in a tough spot this season, right? That loss to uh, Dallas kind of really, really, really not good for them. I think what they're three and four now, so definitely not not a good record. Um, I mean, obviously the Ravens, you know, had a bye week to think about that uh, just absolute blow they took at the hands of the Bengals. Um, uh, this is a tough one to pick. I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm going to roll with the Vikings, and I'm going to take the over. Uh, just because, I mean, the Ravens did not look very good against the Bengals at all. Um, and yeah, I think I've said this all year. I really do think that they are uh, they are, they are a pretender in this league. Uh, so you're wrong uh, on all counts. Uh, <laughs> the Ravens are going to beat the Vikings this week. I think it'll be pretty easy. Well, not easy, but I think that they'll do uh, they'll do a pretty good job at, uh, at taking care of them. Um, so I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm also going to roll the over. Um, I also read a really interesting article today on The Athletic that talks about, uh, so Dalvin Cook played high school football in South Florida, and that's also where Lamar Jackson played high school football. Um, There's a really interesting article that kind of talks about the first time they played each other in a playoff game, uh, and they were both kind of putting up insane numbers. Uh, Dalvin Cook actually played a little bit of everything. He played wide receiver, he played running back, uh, he played safety, he played corner, and he also played, uh, he was also a punt returner. so, I mean, I, I would have loved to go and watch some of these high school games. I mean, if this was happening in my area, I would have been out there every single Friday night watching uh, watching those games. But yeah. uh, I'm going to roll with the Ravens. I'm going to roll with the over. Uh, the Ravens' defense hasn't exactly looked dominant like it has in the past. Um, so I think it'll be a pretty high-scoring game. Um, so I'm going to roll with the Ravens. Uh, pretty easy on that one, though. That, uh, that one didn't even really make me think twice. Um, all right, our next game, our last game of the morning slate, uh, we've got the Patriots going into Carolina. Uh, Patriots, four-point favorites, and an over-under of 41. Hmm. Well, that over-under is definitely an interesting one there. I think that, that that's definitely an over game for me. Um, I mean, I'm starting to wonder, like, do you think the Patriots are a playoff contender? I mean, they've won three of their last four games. Mac Jones has been pretty efficient. Um, so I'm starting to wonder if there may be, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a sneak pick to get in one of those wild card spots there. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots to, to, you know, make it four out of five. I think they win this game. I think it'll be close, uh, but I just think the Patriots are a little bit better. Um, I don't know if the, uh, I don't believe CMC is back this week. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to look that up right now. Do you know if, if he's back this week? I don't know. I mean, I think Chubba Hubbard, if I'm not mistaken, still has some pretty high fantasy projections. Um, so that's, yeah. uh, that's usually a good sign. Uh, I mean, Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like he's, it doesn't look like he's bad. I don't, I don't think he's going to be back or if he is, he definitely won't be at full strength. If they were having a full strength CMC, uh, then I'd probably roll with the Panthers. Uh, but just because of that, I'm going to take the Patriots to win a close one. Uh, actually, so on fantasy here, it says, uh, next up is a matchup against Patriots in week nine. Uh, but with Christian McCaffrey reportedly on track to return, uh, for that game. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's different. I mean, that's, that kind of throws a wrench. Yeah, but in you that, have right? to imagine it, it won't be a full strength McCaffrey. Right? Yeah. So I think that is kind of, that, that's kind of tilts the, uh, tilts the scales in the favor of the Patriots for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, especially with a guy like CMC, you don't want to rush him back. I mean, obviously we had that big dilemma with them last season about, uh, oh, he's week to week. He's week to week. He yeah. might play, he might play, yeah. he might play. And then he kind of never came back. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, without Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to roll with the Patriots. Uh, but if Christian McCaffrey plays, uh, then I probably will actually take the Panthers, uh, just on that, uh, on that chance if he plays. Uh, but I mean, talking about the Patriots, I mean, they lose to the Dolphins week one in a close one. 
Uh, they blow out the Jets. Yep. They lose to the Saints. I mean, they hung in there with the Bucks. It was 1917. That was a monsoon. Yeah, big time. Uh, they big almost time. lost to the Texans. It was only 25-22. I mean, they, <laughs> they lose to the Cowboys in overtime. Um, they blow out the Jets again. Uh, and then they beat the Chargers 27-24. I mean, what do you bet on these guys? They've been in a lot of... They've been in a lot of close games. You can pretty much guarantee any game they're going to be in is going to be close either way. And I think that's just because, I mean, to me, the Patriots, you know, they don't have a great offense. They don't have a great defense. They've got a pretty average, you know, middle of the road. So it makes sense, right? I mean, when you're not, you know, you're not getting great play on either side of the ball, uh, you're probably going to be in a lot of close games. And I think as the season goes on, as Mac Jones gets more experience, they probably are going to win, you know, a few more of those close games that they lost at the beginning of the season. And that's why I think, you know, they could definitely sneak into a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the rest of their matchups, I mean, they play the pa- uh, Panthers this week. Uh, they're home against the Browns, and they go to Atlanta. Uh, they're home against the Derrick Henry list Titans. Uh, then they play Buffalo twice. They play the Colts. Um, and then you get the Jags and the Dolphins to round off the season. So, I mean, there's some tough opponents there, but there's also some easy ones. So, you know what? I, a lot of winnable games. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Patriots will squeak in. That's, uh, that's going to be my take. I think the Patriots will squeak into this one. Uh, but I'm going to roll with the Patriots uh, as long as Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. Uh, but I'm also going to roll with the over. Um, all right, our next game here, we've got the uh, Chargers going into Philly. Chargers are only yeah. one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, but you got an over-under of uh, 50. What, like, what do you make of this game? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, for me, I think the, the I think the Chargers didn't look very good last year, but I or sorry last week. But I think it's kind of unfair to paint them that way because they have looked really good all year, and everyone you know every team is going to have a couple of off games a year. Um, obviously, I mean the Eagles look you know they look pretty good against the Lions, but everyone has so far. I'm still not sold on the Eagles at all as a team, and I do believe they're 0 and 3 at home this year. Um, I'm thinking Justin Herbert bounces back in a big way. Uh, and I don't think the Chargers are going to lose back-to-back games. Uh, I'm thinking they probably win by at least a touchdown for me. Uh, I will take the over. I think it is going to be a high-scoring game. I think Hertz and I think Hertz and Herbert are both going to have big games. Uh, but for me, it comes down to the weapons that Herbert has are a lot better than the weapons that Hertz has. And I think Herbert just has the ability to elevate his game a bit more than Hertz does at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I agree with you there. Um, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game, so I've got the over pretty easy on this one. Um, I think that Chargers offense is just too high-powered to uh, to struggle uh, like they have in the past, and uh, I don't think that Eagles defense will do enough to uh, to stop them. So I'm going to roll the Chargers as well. Um, all right, our next game here, uh, we've got the Cardinals and the 49ers. So it's in San Francisco. Uh, Cardinals are one-point favorites at an over-under of 45 and a half. That surprises me a lot um, that the Cardinals are only one-point favorites. Um, but I'm going to make my hot take for this week. I'm going to I'm I'm rolling with the 49ers this week. Uh, I think that they are going to hand the Cardinals back-to-back losses, and a big part of that for me is the emergence of Eli Mitchell at running back. He's had back-to-back hundred-yard games for the 49ers. Garoppolo's been playing very well. He's been you know being that, you know, kind of elite game manager that he is. And I think for me, uh, the Cardinals just haven't faced a lot of adversity this year. This is their first test of adversity. And I just think that um, things have just been going too well for them this year. And I think this is going to be kind of a, you know, a dose of reality for them. And I actually think that they lose, but I will take the over. 
you know what? I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Um, I think the 49ers have gotten lucky. and I think they've played some half-decent football. Um, but I don't think that they're going to be uh, much of a matchup for the uh, for the Cardinals this week. Uh, so I'm going to roll with the Cardinals, uh, and I'm going to roll with the uh, over, just because I do like the offense that San Francisco's been putting out there, uh, but uh, not uh, not enough to, to take down the Cardinals there at 7-1. Uh, and one. Um, Our next game here, uh, we've got the Packers and the Chiefs. I mean, we've talked about, obviously, the yeah. Chiefs' struggles. Uh, they're still one-point favorites to against Green Bay. Uh, it's in Kansas City. Uh, Devontae Adams hasn't been confirmed yet to play. Um, the expectation is that he, 99% sure he's coming back. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously it depends on his COVID, back, his COVID status. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, but I am going to roll with the Packers here. Um, I think that they've been playing half-decent football. I mean, to go out there and get a win – uh, without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, I think that they'll be able to bounce back and uh, and light up that Chiefs defense. So I'm going to roll the Packers, but I am going to roll the over. I think that that game uh, will be very high scoring. Uh, so I got the Packers. I got the over. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree on both accounts. I mean, as someone who has Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones in the same league, I am absolutely ecstatic about this matchup. The Chiefs defense is absolutely uh, brutal. And I think all of those guys are going to have massive games. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. And I think this is—I don't remember Rodgers and Mahomes ever playing on the uh, ever playing against each other. Uh, so I think this might be the first time we see them go against each other, which is definitely uh, cool to see. Uh, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I just think that uh, Rodgers isn't going to make the same sort of mistakes that the Chiefs have been making all year. And to me, that's the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, our next game here, our Sunday night game. Uh, we've got Tennessee, obviously, without Derrick Henry, uh, going into L.A. against the Rams. Uh, Rams are eight-point favorites and an over-under of 54. Yeah, I think that's a very fair spread. Obviously, without Henry, this kind of changes, you know, it changes everything for the Titans, right? It makes Ryan Tannehill have to do a lot more. And I don't think Julie, uh, Julio Jones actually is going to be playing this game. I think he's still going to be out injured. So it really limits the offensive weapons that um, that Tennessee has at their disposal. And I think the Rams have looked really good. I think they're going to continue to roll. I will take the under. I think 54 is a bit high. I think this game probably comes in somewhere closer to 48, maybe 49 for me. Uh, but I am going to roll with the Rams. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to roll the, the Rams as well. Um, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game uh, just without Derrick Henry. Um, I think that Ryan Tannehill is just not a good enough quarterback to go out there and do it all on his own without Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, you basically now take away the run game. Uh, I don't think Adrian Peterson's a big, uh, obviously, red zone threat. We talked about it earlier. Uh, but I think the rest of the field, I don't trust him or Jeremy McNichols or whatever the heck his name is. Um, so <laughs> I think uh, I've got the Rams winning this one, but I think it'll be very low scoring. Uh, I'm looking at like a 20 to 17 or uh, 13-10 or some type of game like that. Um, our last game, our Monday night game, not exactly a great one either. Uh, you got Chicago going into Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers, six and a half point favorites and an over-under of 40. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, I think, well, us included, I think we wrote off the Steelers at the beginning of this year. But hey, three straight wins. They're back in AFC North contention. And I mean, as we've seen all year, anything can happen. Uh, I think they win this one. I mean, Justin Fields has looked, you know, pretty pretty promising. He looks like he's going to be a pretty uh, solid quarterback there for the for the Bears. 
But I don't think he's seen many defenses like the Steelers. Uh, as many faults as the Steelers have, that pass rush that they have is absolutely no joke. Their defense is really solid. And I think he's going to be in for another nightmare uh, nightmare start. Uh, so I'm going to roll with the Steelers. I think they probably win by more than a touchdown and cover the spread. I'm going to take the under, though. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think we're, we're going to be in step for a lot of these. I think the... Uh... The Cardinals game is going to be the Cardinals and the Ravens game are going to be our two uh, our two yeah, tiebreakers. It's going to be the decider. Um, so yeah, I'm going to roll with the Steelers as well. I just don't think that Justin Fields is going to have uh, the time uh, to make the kind of throws, and I think they'll do a decent job. I mean, they're used to playing against Lamar, so they'll they'll be able to do a half decent job at keeping him in the pocket uh, and not letting him escape for some big gains. Uh, so I'm going to roll the Steelers. I'm going to roll the under just because that offense has struggled uh, greatly this season. Uh, I mean, only putting up 15 points against uh, Cleveland. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm going to roll with the uh, with the under there as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like you said, we have a lot of the same uh, the same picks uh, for this week. But um, yeah, I think there's only like a couple games that against teams that both have winning records. So I think it's a lot of mismatches this week. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited to kind of fill up my parlay card this week. I think there's a, there's quite a few locks. So I'm excited to maybe get like a five-team parlay go on there and try to make up for the losses that I had last week. Yeah, seriously though. Those goddamn In terms jets. of, uh, yeah, the fucking Jets. They, they got us again. In terms of uh, just kind of fantasy guys that I'm looking at this week, Nick, I know you probably got your own guys that you're looking at. Uh, someone that I'm looking at big time this week, I think I already mentioned Eli Mitchell of the, uh, the 49ers. But someone that I'm taking a look at is Boston Scott of the Eagles. I mean, he had 12 carries for 60 yards, two touchdowns last week. Obviously a very good fantasy day. And yeah, I mean, I think uh, with the Eagles kind of with that matchup that they have, I think that game could be, you know, one that kind of gets decided on the ground and one that, you know, uh, they're going to have to, you know, kind of ground and pound that game a bit. But I think he has the potential to have a really good week this week. So definitely someone I'm targeting uh, for, you know, a uh, kind of some running back depth because I am kind of, you know, down to the bare bones right now. Um, and then also another guy I'm looking at is Carlos Hyde. Uh, James Robinson injured his ankle last week against the Seahawks. And Hyde had a pretty, you know, he had a decent, a decent day. So I'm excited if, if uh, you know, if Robinson's out again, I'm excited to see what Hyde can do with kind of a, uh, you know, a full workload there. And then another guy I'm also looking at as well is Van Jefferson of the Rams. Uh, he, he only caught uh, you know three passes last week on six targets, but he did put up 88 yards. And now that Deshaun Jackson is out of the picture there with the Rams, I'm definitely uh, you know definitely looking to see what he can do with a little bit more of a, that that downfield threat. Absolutely. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's some definitely there's there's some options. I mean, they're definitely opening up. I mean, what about Derek Gore? Like, I mean, Daryl Williams obviously took a pretty big hit. Uh, but I mean, what what, what do we make yeah. of Derek Gore last night in the in the Chiefs game? I mean, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, he had I mean, carries. I was definitely surprised to see him get as many touches as he did. I think for me, that's a situation that I want to monitor a bit more. I know the coaching staff of the Chiefs really like the kid. I think they think really good things about him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, uh, you know, get some more touches. But I think the thing to remember is, is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be coming back, I believe, next week off that injury he had. And he is kind of unquestionably that number one back there for the Chiefs. So if you're really hurting this week, I think Gore is a good pickup. But for me, it's someone I'm going to continue to monitor before I put a waiver claim in for him uh, this week. Absolutely. I it's uh, there, There's some options. I mean, we're obviously getting late in the year. Injuries are kind of racking up. Uh, and and there's, there's, some, there's some half-decent options. I mean... 
who knows, right? It's yeah. it's for me. It's all about it's all about getting depth for the playoff run. For me, that's kind of what I'm focused on right now. Is just adding depth. Uh, it's all about you know getting those kind of under the radar additions that are going to be guys that if someone goes down and you need a guy in week 15 in the playoff match, that's kind of what I'm looking at. So I'm looking at high upside guys who have the opportunity to really you know have good matchups those week and who are going to be you know kind of getting uh, especially as teams start tanking, right? There's going to be kind of you know those those one B running backs are going to start getting a little bit more uh, touches as teams kind of get down to the wire and look at what the Eagles did last year, right? They took out their quarterback in the last quarter in order to kind of ensure a draft pick. And I think tanking is kind of becoming a bit more prevalent. So I wouldn't be surprised if teams are doing that, especially with the uh, the kind of the class of, uh, of draft picks coming up this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting concept. I mean, Doug Peterson took a lot of heat for that, um, for obviously pulling Carson Wentz in the end there. Um, he took a lot of heat. They got Devontae Smith out of it, right? Yeah, so. I mean, he took a lot of heat for it. And you know what? Obviously, it's a competitive league, and you kind of expect your teams to kind of win every week. Like you, you want it, you want your guys to go out there and get wins. But I mean, you kind of have to think longevity, right? I mean, you have you have the two schools of thought, right? Like you have the Rams who just trade away pretty much every draft pick that they own to get guys that are good now, um, and just kind That's of keep, yeah, exactly, to keep kind of rolling with that mentality. Or do you play like the Dolphins and just sort of like trade your guys away and just? bring in as much draft capital as pro- as possible. Um, there's an interesting article that was critiquing the Dolphins yeah. because it's like, you know what? You have all this, you trade away all these guys, you trade away Kenyon Drake, you trade away like all these guys who are going off to have decent careers elsewhere. And like, you're not really hitting on your draft picks very well. I mean, Tua hasn't looked great. Waddle hasn't looked great. Like you're like, you're getting these draft picks, but then you're not hitting on those draft picks. So it's, it's just creating... Like, it, it's a problem. I mean, that, that's a big problem, right? Yeah, I mean, the draft is such a crapshoot, right? Like, obviously, like, you, there's there's very few locks, right? Like, obviously, guys like Kyler, Trevor Lawrence, you know, are locks. But look at someone like Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's had a decent career. But really, is he worthy of that number one pick when you look back on it? And a lot of, you know, like, realistically, most guys that you draft, they're going to be in the league for maybe a year or two, and then they're gone, right? So I think for me, like, the way I've always kind of, you know, gone about it is I want the guys who can help me win now and I'll deal with kind of things later. You can always, you know, you can sign free agents, you can make trades, all that stuff. But I'm, I'm, if I'm a team, I'm always in win now mode because the NFL at the end of the day, yes, it is a sports league, but it's a business, right? And teams need to make money. They need to be, com- they need to be competitive. And, you know, so why would you not go out there and try to win every week? Absolutely. But then you also have the argument of like, well, you know what? I like. I want to like. Sure. You know what? I've accepted the fact that we are not going to win this season. So maybe you trade away and recoup, right? And, and you, hopefully, maybe even pull out a couple first rounders. I mean, what did the Dolphins have? Three first rounders last year. I mean, like, and you never yeah. know, right? Like, yeah. It's, like you said, the draft yeah. is a crap. No, look at totally look fair. at James Robinson coming out as an undrafted free agent and absolutely lighting up the league last year. Exactly. Exactly. So you never know. I think the most important thing is just to invest in kind of that, uh, you know, the team that you have, like your scouting team, your analytics team, that sort of stuff. Make sure you heavily invest in that stuff so you can kind of have an advantage going in. And I think that's something that the Dolphins have really lacked. You know, they've, they've, like you said, they've missed on kind of their last few first round picks and it's something that's really hurting them. Uh, but it's interesting that you told said that Jalen Waddell has kind of been a bust. So I will expect you to uh, drop him uh, to waivers this week off your bench there. 
um, seeing as he's been a bust, and I'll be more than happy to uh, pick him up. For no, him. I'm not saying he's a bust, but I mean, like, you have such high expectations for first round picks, and and he's just he he hasn't been that for like he hasn't really reached that like okay, you know what, this guy was worthy of a first round pick so far. And do you blame it on the quarterback? No, 100. Do you blame it on the offensive line? I mean, probably a lot of it, yeah. But is is he worthy of that first round pick? I mean, if you look back and redo your draft, like, do you still take Jalen Waddle in the first round? No, yeah, hundred percent, and yeah, that's definitely, definitely something to consider. But yeah, like I said, I mean, I think as we kind of, yeah, there is two schools of thought, like you said. And for me, I'm trying to think of what teams do I think are going to kind of fall into that tanking school of thought, and I'm trying to grab, you know, some of their kind of, you know, maybe backup guys that might uh, have a chance to have big ends to the year. Yeah, but yeah, definitely something to monitor moving forward. We're kind of getting into that, like I said, halfway through the through the year. So this is really the time when teams trying to figure out, okay, are we, are, you know, are we going to be competing, or are, is this kind of a go next thing for next year, right? So definitely getting into kind of the real meat and potatoes of the NFL season. Absolutely. You know what? I just took a look at my uh, my survivor pool. Uh, so we get two wrong guesses. Oh god. Yeah, we took two, we get two wrong guesses uh, to round out the year, um, and uh, so I actually just got eliminated this week with my two guesses. And uh, take a guess at which two I had. Uh, I had the take. Well, take a guess. Take a guess at which two picks I've got. I'm wrong. guessing you had the Bengals beating the Jets. Last yeah, week. and I also had the Titans beating the Jets in Week Four. Um, yeah. So the Jets, fucking Jets, the Jets absolutely screwed me. Absolutely screwed me. Um, so yeah, fuck well, you New York. Shout out Mike White. Shout out Mike White. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, hey, we're halfway through the year. We, uh, you know, this is kind of, like I said, this is, the, this is the time of year where we figure out, you know, if the Ravens are good or not. And, you know, I think we all know that the Ravens are not good. So I'm excited to see them lose again this week. And then, uh, you know, we can talk about it on the pod uh, next the upcoming week. Fuck you. Uh, just, just so everybody <laughs> can, can have some, some laughs today after their terrible bets. Um, I'm going to uh, post a really funny video of Rick and I playing Madden um, to give some context. Oh, my. Uh, Rick recovers an onside kick, which pretty much never happens. Goes down the field and kicks a field goal, take the lead. Um, and I believe with like 40 seconds or something like that, and no timeouts, uh, I was able to pull off the win and uh, and made Rick my controller disconnected. Yeah, just yeah, saying, made just him saying. Uh, rage quit. So uh, and let's not let's not let's not forget that I literally I two v one you, so I still won the series. So it doesn't matter. You got your win. You know, we, we can flex that, but let's not forget that I absolutely spanked the other game before and the game before that, to be fair. That's right. I'm still going to post the video either way, so uh, you guys can all get some some enjoyment out of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I mean, Nick, thanks for coming on again. It's a pleasure as always. I mean, I'm actually excited, man, for the Jets game. I am yeah. actually, I'm kind of invested in this Mike White story now. <laughs> I feel like, you know, this guy is, you know, I, I can respect the grind. And I didn't know he was a former cowboy, so I mean, you know, that just kind of adds some extra incentive in me for for me to root for him. So you're going to go out yeah, and see how things go. <laughs> Maybe let's not go that far, but hey, if he tosses 400 again, I might just have to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see if our picks go a little bit better. I mean, that was an absolutely pathetic performance from us. I don't, you know, I expect a lot better from us, so we got to do better this week, and I, I definitely think we will. I feel very confident this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've uh, there's quite a few locks this week for sure. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that even though we didn't say the same thing about the Bengals and the Jets, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's we move okay. on. It's okay. Uh, yeah. So who knows? Awesome. Well, boys, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the football. There's not, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of Sundays left. We're kind of getting to that point where it's like, oh boy, what are we going to do without football? 
But we still got about nine, what is it, nine, 12 weeks left. So don't, uh, don't be too sad. But we will catch you again next week on the Scoop and Score podcast. As always, next Wednesday, a new episode will be out. And yeah, boys, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers. See you next week.